What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to get you caught up on news going on around the conference as the quarterback battle rages on at Texas A&M, and Tennessee gets a big-time recruit. The AP preseason All-American list is out. We'll tell you who from the SEC made the first and second team list. And Brett McMurphy of the Action Network has put out his annual bowl predictions. We'll run through his list where all the SEC schools are going bowling. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. All right, let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start over at Texas A&M as we got less than two weeks until they kick off at Kyle Field. And the battle for the number one quarterback, well, it's still going. Uh, Jimbo Fisher says he's pleased with the progress of each guy in Max Johnson and Connor Wegman. They've had a couple of Saturday scrimmages already. Jimbo Fisher saying Monday, we haven't announced anything yet. We're very pleased with both guys. Both of them have had really good moments, made big plays, made consistent plays, executed third down, made plays in the red zone. I've been very pleased. Connor Wegman, true sophomore. He comes in as the projected favorite. Expected to win the job, but he has been pushed by Max Johnson, who uh, Bobby Petrino has raved about as well, the new offensive coordinator. And Max Johnson, of course, played in 18 games, uh, started his career at LSU. So he's got a lot of experience. But Wegman, the true freshman last year, highly recruited kid, was uh, very highly thought of. And a lot of people expect that he is going to be the guy. Now, Jimbo Fisher, also talking with the media Monday, talked about expectations and how, you know, 5-7 and seven last year, kind of seen as not acceptable there at College Station. They are expecting big things. Uh, A&M preseason again, ranked in the top 25. And Jimbo said, look, people always doubt you. As an athlete, you're doubted every day. Every team out there, uh, people doubt you. It makes it fun. It's what competition is all about. I don't worry what people think. I know what we can do and how we can have it, what we uh, try to go do. I uh, said every coach on a daily basis, it's what have you done for me lately? Every coach in the country, it's like that. If you slip up one time, it is what it is, and that's the part of the business uh, that comes with it. Now, he was also asked about Bobby Petrino uh, taking over the offense and how maybe that is freed up some of his time and how he's used, utilizing that time. Jimbo said it administratively and just spending more time on certain things. You're back and forth on a lot of things. You're in the offensive room. This is what we're going over. This is the thing for the day, getting taken care of, whether it's dealing with the people, dealing with recruiting, uh, decisions you're making defensively, all of that. Even being able to spend more time in those areas, it's been good. So, uh, we're going to see. This is a big, big season for Jimbo Fisher. If the hire of Bobby Petrino works out. Quarterback's very productive. Whoever that is going to end up being and offense is scoring points and they're winning big games, Jimbo's going to be just fine. But if they don't uh, improve dramatically from last season and, you know, finish with six 
I'd even say maybe seven wins. I mean, what do the five losses look like? Are they god-awful? Are they blowouts? Uh, we will see. But uh, nonetheless, big, big year for Jimbo Fisher over there at Texas A&M. Meanwhile, over at Georgia, we talked about a couple days ago, they announced their starting quarterback is Carson Beck and Aaron Murray, former Georgia Bulldog QB, talking uh, on different media platforms this week about that decision. He was on Jocks FM with Greg McElroy and Cole Kublik and said, look, I want to see Carson Beck command this offense. I want to see his leadership. He said uh, a lot of people are very vocal leaders. He said Carson isn't necessarily that kind of personality, but you don't want to be fake either. Guys can sniff that out right away. I do want to see a guy that is confident in his own skin, a guy that knows he's an elite talent, and can make all the throws not only on Saturdays, but on Sundays as well. Asked about any concern that might keep Georgia fans up at night. Murray said, off the field issues or stuff like that. He said there's going to be a lot of distractions. There's going to be a lot of people loving on them because they're number one. People saying three-peat and all that. He said a lot of people buying them free drinks in downtown Athens. Can you stay focused? That is the question for Georgia this year. And I'm sure Kirby will sell them on. Somebody told them they're going to go like, Six and six, or something like that again. Seemed to be a good motivating tactic a year ago. All right, over at Alabama, they are having some issues trying to figure out who is that alpha receiver. Aaron Suttles was on the next round this week, and uh, he said the receivers have struggled with dropping easy passes, which was a little bit of an issue last year, too. He said, quote, None of these guys have been consistent, and it's flat out embarrassing. This team is stacked with four star receivers that can't catch the football. I think Nick Saban is trying to protect them a little bit in some of his answers because he's trying to build up some confidence. But it's an issue, and somebody has got to step up out of this group. Obviously, very talented receiving core, but I've said this uh, I said this since last year. I mean, ever since guys like John Mechie left, and, yeah, I mean, think of all the alphas they've had throughout the year. Carol, Calvin Ridley to uh, Jerry Judy, Julio Jones. I mean, all these great receivers that Alabama's cranked out one after the other and looking for who's the alpha will be Ja'Cory Brooks, Jermaine Burton. Um, so much talent that room. Malik Benson comes in. What's he going to be? I mean, there's, there's, they got talent, no doubt, but who is going to be that guy? And if they can't complete the simple passes with whoever the quarterback's going to be, I mean, we know we expect Alabama's going to run the football and run it well, but you've got to be able to throw the football and you've got to catch tough passes. See if those guys step up. Now, former SEC coach turned analyst Dan Mullen. He was on the Matt Barry show this week and talking about how Nick Saban could go towards a, a two-quarterback system this year. He said one thing that makes Nick Saban great is he's never been afraid to evolve, never been afraid to try new things or make decisions. I wouldn't be surprised to see a multiple-quarterback system this year at Alabama. Uh, we will see. I doubt that's going to happen, but I do think we will see both quarterbacks September 2nd against Middle Tennessee. Over at Tennessee, Josh Heupel doing a little dance today, celebrating five-star edge rusher Jordan Ross committed to Tennessee on Monday evening, giving a big shot in the arm to the Vols recruiting class for 2024. He's the number one recruit in the state of Alabama, the highest-ranked member of Tennessee's class, which now jumps into the top 10, ranked number 6th. According to 24-7 Sports, they move ahead of Notre Dame, Penn State, LSU, Michigan, and Texas A&M. Jordan Ross picking 
Tennessee over the likes of Alabama, Florida, and Texas. He's the number 12 overall player in the country. Visited Tennessee a handful of times. Took an official visit a couple weeks ago. And like we said, highest ranked player in Tennessee's recruiting class. Second five-star Josh Heupel has landed in the last month, joining wide receiver Mike Matthews. Uh, Ross is the number 20 overall commit for the class of 2024 for the Vols. Now, a few other notes uh, for Tennessee. They finalized their homecoming matchup for this year and uh, announced game designations for a couple other home games. Vols' homecoming matchup will be November 4th against UConn. Uh, Jim Mora coaching that team now. In addition to that, Tennessee announced its second annual Champions Weekend will be September 30th against South Carolina, and their Salute to Service game will be against Vanderbilt on November 25th. They announced that October 14th against A&M will be Eric Berry Salute Day. They'll honor the two-time All-American safety and Vol legend, and uh, they will kick off September 2nd in Nashville against Virginia on ABC. Over at Arkansas, Sam Pittman, uh, they, this group had their 15th practice of the preseason on Monday. The first time the team had moved preseason practice to the afternoons because classes started for the fall semester on Monday. First team offensive reps during their fastball start period. A couple of uh, passes from K.J. Jefferson, a couple of runs by Rocket Sanders. And uh, Jefferson was a perfect 10 for 10 during his reps among the highlights were touchdowns to Isaiah Setegna, A.J. Green, and Andrew Armstrong. Six of his completions went for short gains. Three were touchdowns and another pass to Green for a big games, uh, big gain. So K.J. Jefferson doing really well over there at Arkansas as they continue to count down to the start of their season. And then lastly, just a couple of notes here. Uh, David Pollock was on the Always College Football podcast with uh, Greg McElroy and um, – Kind of interesting, Greg McElroy and uh, Pollock talking about uh, Texas A&M. And interesting notes, David Pollock said, I can't trust Texas A&M the way the culture is so bad when you're literally bringing all those five stars and all those guys have such a great class and your culture can't accept it. That says something about your culture. Uh, he says he was baffled as to why Bobby Petrino has not been officially named the play caller why Jimbo was hemming and hawing over that. Uh, as for Alabama, Pollock said that uh, for, for Alabama, if they lean more of their defense, more in the run game, they're going to have to put less uh, pressure on that quarterback's shoulders. How can Alabama regain what they had 10 years ago? Maybe that murder ball as opposed to a little bit more spread, a little bit more airing it out that they've been doing the last couple years. And then lastly, uh, David Pollock asked about Georgia. He said, look, the offense is so easy to play in because you got Brock Bowers. It's the easiest system in the world because Brock is the ultimate chess piece. All the pieces are there. I don't think Carson Beck has to be extra special. I think he could play for that system and do great. And then lastly, on the Georgia defense, Pollock said, I do think the defense will be built a little bit different this year. I think when you saw this defense in the past, they could really get a lot of pressure from the interior. I think they'll have better pass rushers on the outside. So, of course, Georgia going to open September 2nd against Tennessee Martin. Man, really opening up with some tough opponents there. We're just joking. We know uh, Oklahoma was originally on the schedule, and the SEC said, change it up. They're coming to the SEC. Find somebody else. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to run through the AP preseason All-American list. We'll tell you who from the SEC made that list. That's coming your way in just a sec. 
First, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at BetterHealth. Look, this episode is sponsored by BetterHealth. Sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationship, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable uh, for your schedule. You just go on their, onto their website, fill out a brief questionnaire. That gets you matched up with a licensed therapist and uh, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with better help go visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college that's going to get you 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp help h-e-l-p.com slash locked on college telling you right now um you need to go check them out if you haven't and uh better help will get you back on your path betterhelp.com slash locked on college March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Run along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Reminder, uh, tomorrow's show, we will get back into... uh, uh, giving you more elements of stuff going on around camps. And uh, also, later this week, we'll get into doing a full Vanderbilt preview as they're playing Hawaii coming up this uh, Saturday night. So, looking forward to starting a little SEC football. Albeit it is Vandy, it is uh, an SEC football team playing this Saturday night. So, excited. We are finally uh, into a game week. All right, let's jump back into it. The AP preseason All-American list has come out, and two-time defending national champion Georgia had the most players on the first team with four. Let's take a look at the SEC team's uh, players that made the list. And first team offense, again, this is from the Associated Press. They've got Quinshawn Judkins, running back from Ole Miss, made the list. I I still find it very interesting, uh, you know, some of these preseason lists that, like, Quinshawn Judkins gets the love and not Rocket Sanders. Just kind of find that. Interesting from some of these lists. Uh, the center, Cedric Van Pran from Georgia. Tight end, Brock Bowers from Georgia. They all make your first team. Uh, on the first team defense, it is linebacker Harold Perkins from LSU. Uh, linebacker Jamin Dumas-Johnson from Georgia. Kool-Aid McKinstry, corner from Alabama. And safety Malachi Starks from Georgia. So four really good pieces there. Uh, from around the rest of college football, making this first team of course, the quarterback was Caleb Williams, reigning Heisman Trophy winner at USC. Uh, other running back paired with Quinchon Judkins, Blake Corum 
at Michigan. He's a guy that a lot of folks think has a chance to be in the Heisman conversation. And uh, the headliner at wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. All-purpose player, Travis Hunter, uh, who was, of course, at Jackson State with Dion, followed him to Colorado. So he makes the uh, first-team all-purpose player there. On the defense, anybody else outside of the SEC stand out? Uh, Jared Verse from Florida State is on here. Um, Tommy Eichenberg, linebacker from Ohio State. I don't know if a lot of other names jump out on here. How about the second team, AP preseason All-American? And from the SEC, well, first off, the second quarterback, Drake May from North Carolina. So that is the guy that South Carolina is going to be seeing here in their opener. Uh, But from the SEC on the second team, it's Rocket Sanders. So Quinchon Judkins' first team, Raheem Rocket Sanders from Arkansas makes the second team along with uh, Braylon Allen, the Wisconsin running back. Those are the two second-team backs. Uh, J.C. Latham makes it, third-year player out of Alabama at offensive tackle. And at wide receiver, LSU's Malik Neighbors making this list, along with Xavier Worthy from Texas. Uh, Defense, second-team from the SEC, at Dallas Turner, the uh, stud edge rusher from Alabama. Makai Wingo, the defensive lineman from LSU, kind of interesting. Not Mason Smith. He's made a couple of the preseason lists and other uh, other lists, but Makai Wingo gets the love here. And then Javon Bullard, the Georgia safety, makes the second team. Now, a special teamer snuck in here. How about punter, South Carolina punter Kai Kroger making the second team All-American preseason list from the AP. So, uh, looking through the second team, offensive, defense, any other names outside of the SEC stand out. Uh, all-purpose player, Will Shipley, the running back from Clemson, who's very good, poised for a monster year. And then uh, at linebacker, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. over at Clemson. Of course, that's a name that will sound familiar. But, uh, yeah, not, uh, not surprising. A lot of SEC guys making those uh, AP preseason List and I think we're just about exhausted. Every preseason watch list and name, you know, every name from the SEC, uh, kind of re- doing a repeat on a lot of these lists. We're seeing a lot of the same names jumping out there, but uh, I'm about tired of preseason watch lists. I'm about ready to kick off some football, and we will have that here for you in just a couple days. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to run through Brett McMurphy doing his annual bowl projections. We'll tell you where he's got all the SEC teams going and. Surprise, not one, but two SEC teams left off the bowling list. So we'll tell you who that is coming up in just a second. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. First, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Look, football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. You just go on there, you pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. And you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Start earning those bonus bets with America's number one sports book, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, go on there right now, bet on a Super Bowl winner, and get those bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. So uh, you want to be picking a team that's going to rack up a lot of wins, and FanDuel will reward you. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go check them out today. 
rolling along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers coming back and checking us out every day as well. Talking all things SEC. It's crazy to think the season is already here upon us. But we got uh, some interesting things. We love to run through Brett McMurphy. He's over at the Action Network now. And uh, he's made this an annual thing where he dives into his uh, weekly uh, bowl projections for um, where he thinks teams are going to end up at the end of the year. So figured we'd dive right into it. First up, no surprise here, his national championship prediction. He's got Georgia versus Michigan playing in the national championship in Houston. And by the way, the Action Network has Georgia pinned as a five-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. So uh, Georgia versus Michigan, a little bit of a um, rematch from two years ago in the postseason. And uh, they will play for the championship. Again, Georgia pinned as the favorite. In the semifinals, Brett's got Michigan over Florida State in the Rose Bowl and Georgia over Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. So, Georgia beats Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl for a little rematch there. C.J. Stroud no longer there. Uh, And then Michigan beats Florida State. So, that's how Florida, or that's how Georgia and Michigan both meet in the national championship. Now, in the other New Year's Six Bowl games from the SEC, he's got Washington versus Alabama in the Fiesta Bowl. I don't think a lot of Alabama fans are going to be happy with that. They're, you know, New Year's Six Bowl, we've been there, done that. We want to go back to the playoff. That's what Alabama fans are thinking. But Washington against Alabama, Fiesta Bowl. And then how about LSU versus Texas Tech in the Cotton Bowl? So, again, in this scenario, Alabama and LSU both left out, not in the championship uh, playoff, but obviously have had good enough seasons that they're getting – uh, New Year's Six Bowl bits. That means, you know, could Alabama and LSU both finish with 10 wins this year and not win the SEC? Certainly possible. Uh, and then the rest of the bowl games from the SEC, here's what he got. Here's what he's got. And a lot of these sound very familiar. We've seen some of these before. And I got to feel a lot of the SEC fans out there, if you're a fan of one of these schools, you're going to be like, what the hell? No, don't want it. Pass. Give me any other bowl game. I'm sick of going to Birmingham or Memphis or Nashville. Send us somewhere else, anywhere else, against any other opponent. But anyway, here's what we got. Uh, This is Brett McMurphy, Action Network. He's got Tennessee versus Wisconsin in the Citrus Bowl. A lot of all fans looking at that going, hell no. No thanks. Can we go any other bowl game, please? Uh, again, New Year's Six Bowl, I think, is what a lot of Tennessee fans are thinking. If they're not going to beat Georgia, not going to win the East, not going to get to 11 wins, you know, 11-1 type season, then please, you know, we'd love to at least go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, Tennessee. Uh, Texas A&M, he's got them against Notre Dame in the ReliaQuest Bowl. That means Jimbo got somewhere between eight and nine wins. That should be good enough for him to save his job and uh, – and not get fired, and it means the Bobby Petrino experiment probably went pretty good, pretty well. Uh, then we've got Arkansas versus Illinois in the Music City Bowl. I'm sorry, Arkansas fans, that is not going to get anybody excited, by the way. Uh, congrats to Luke Altmeyer, former Ole Miss quarterback. He's been announced as the Illinois starting quarterback, but that's not getting anybody super excited. Arkansas against Illinois in the Music City Bowl. Uh, Kentucky versus TCU in the Liberty Bowl. So Kentucky gets to go back to Memphis TCU actually would be a fun opponent. It's a team that just played for a national championship a year ago. So that one might actually be a little bit intriguing. 
Uh, Auburn versus Louisville in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Look, um, Hugh Freeze trying to lay that foundation for year one. I think a lot of Auburn fans are feeling pretty realistic, saying, look, get us to, if we get the seven, eight wins, that's, that's great. We're cherry on the top. We're heading the right direction. Great. Uh, but playing Louisville in the Gator Bowl just doesn't seem super sexy. But I guess for Auburn, you feel like, let's take whatever bowl game we can get. Let's win it. Keep recruiting well. And we're building for the future. We're coming in 2024 or 2025. Uh, Mississippi State versus Oklahoma in the Texas Bowl. That's an intriguing one because you got to wonder if if the opportunity arises for an SEC team to play, a current SEC team to play, Texas or Oklahoma in a bowl game, that maybe the conference may push elsewhere and be like, eh, let's not do that. We just canceled Georgia-Oklahoma because they're coming to the SEC next year. Why would we want one of our current SEC schools playing Texas or Oklahoma when they're going to see them next year anyway? So I like that matchup. I think that'd be great for Houston in the Texas Bowl, but Mississippi State against Oklahoma, I don't. I think the SEC would push back on that and say, yeah, send Oklahoma elsewhere. Let's have Mississippi State play, I don't know, Oklahoma State or Baylor or something like that. All right, uh, Ole Miss versus Miami in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Now, one thing here, if they're in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, something went really wrong for Ole Miss this year. That means they had like a seven-win season and lost the Egg Bowl or something. Things didn't go well. Uh, But that's an intriguing matchup. I'd love to see Ole Miss play Miami. I mean, fireworks galore, right? Um, but disappointing if you're an Ole Miss fan. All right, then we get down towards the bottom here. Kansas versus Florida in the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, some Gator fans may be saying, wait, we're going bowling? Uh, we, we got the six wins? Look, we'll take, we'll play whoever. We'll go to the Birmingham Bowl. Other Florida fans saying, I at least think we should get to seven and five, right? Like, we should not be going to the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, then he's got South Carolina against BYU in the Gasparilla Bowl. Keep in mind, BYU now a Big 12 team. Uh, South Carolina, again, I think you look at their schedule, it, this would feel disappointing from a standpoint of Shane Beamer, what he's been trying to build the last couple of years, but their schedule is brutal, and it feels like 6-6, you know, six and 7-5, six, and five, still go to bowl game, but hoping that a brighter future lies ahead for South Carolina and they take a step forward in 2024. So that's Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. Those are his predictions. He has Vandy and Mizzou missing a bowl game. Now, Vandy's not a huge shocker. Again, they came one game away from making a bowl game a year ago. But Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz. Eli's kind of always found a a way to win a game or two that they're not supposed to or not favored in and sneak out a win. Can he do that a couple times this year? Or is the schedule just too brutal? We're going to find that out. But... uh, disappointing for Mizzou fans. You just gave Drinkwitz a contract extension. You felt good about where the program was heading. He just got a huge defensive uh, line recruit commit for next year. And then he misses a bowl game. That would be pretty upsetting if I'm a Mizzou fan. But uh, anyway, there you have it. That's Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. His bowl projections, 12 of the 14 schools from the SEC making bowl games. You can add Texas and Oklahoma. He's got them both going bowling if you want to add them in for next year. But uh, yeah, Look, I think a lot of fan bases would be very disappointed with a lot of those outcome projected outcomes because uh, it's a season of optimism. Look, we are heading into week one, and everybody thinks that their team has a chance to, uh, to have a great year, and you can't blame people for being positive. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers again tomorrow on the show. More uh, fall camp takeaways as we prepare for week zero and heading into week one. See if we get some more quarterback announcements and much, much more. This has been Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.